0: Welcome <laughs> to Come On, Son, the podcast. My name is Ed Lover. Every now and then I sit down and talk to somebody that I find extremely interesting. It's not a lot. If y'all listen to the last couple of podcasts that I've done, I've had no guests, because quite frankly, I haven't found anybody that interesting. I ain't going to lie <laughs> only talk to people that I think is extremely interesting. And we're in the 50th year hip-hop, so it's only right that I talk to one of the greatest producers in hip-hop history. Maybe him, like myself, don't get invited to the big Grammy 50th joint. They just overlook our contributions, but still, nonetheless, this man was one of the hitmen. This man is the man that gave us the Benjamins. And his story starts a long time before that, Mr. Derek D. Dot my man in the building right now.
1: What up, brother? What's up, big brother? brother let me ask you a question yes, straight, sir. Off the bat, straight off the bat. When back. did we meet? When did we meet? When did we meet? You think know the answer.
0: It. I think. I think I do. I, I
1: I I first saw you when I was a ch- a teenager. Right. Yes. And, and I lived in Brooklyn, but my cousins lived in Queens.
0: And your cousins were.
1: Um, It all depends which ones you're talking about. Penny. Right. Dawn and Danita Davis. Those were my cousin's friends. Right. Penny was your cousin. Yes. So
0: So. I met you with Dawn and Danita Davis when I was dating Danita.
1: And what year was that?
0: That was shoot. That was 80, probably 87, 86, something like that. I was in high school. Because Penny and Dawn and Danita used to be together all the time. First of all. Those three women were probably the finest women in the world. world. For us
1: at that time, Penny, Dawn, and Danita. Dawn Mm -hmm. and Danita were my cousin's friends. Yeah, they were Penny's friends. Yeah, and and my family, I had family in Queens. The Colazzos lived in Queens, and I was from Brooklyn. Yeah, so then I saw you again when I got into Two Kings and the Cypher.
0: Right, and the funny thing about it is when I saw you again when you were doing Two Kings and the Cypher, I was really kind of afraid to talk to you. Why? Because I never thought you liked me. (laughs) I was like, like, yo, this dude don't like me. I was like, he he was rolling with Penny. And I was like with Danita, way before Danita did the ring with Orange Juice Jones. Mm. And her father had a spot in Queens on Linden called Mr. Ugly's. What, he was had a bar. What, was, what was Mr. I was oh, a, a, bar. Oh, it a, a bar. bar. It was on 197th Street and Linden Boulevard, and man, we was all scared. her pops, I said, when he pull up in the driveway, if I was there, I, I bounce. So man. who
1: was your crew in Queens? My
0: crew was Kurt Flirt, of course. Kurt, Kurt, yeah. Uh, all of us around, we all lived not too far from Hollis Avenue. Jam Master J, all of so them. So you knew the Disco it. Twins, too? Yeah, all okay, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah all those were my OGs. We, we yeah. were in a uh, in a group called Master Sounds.
1: Master Sounds, yeah, okay. the DJ group. So wow.
0: When I first saw when I saw you two Keys in the sife, I was like, wait a that like. I was little, like, dude don't like me. I was, like, <laughs> was that
1: your real
0: intro into hip hop? Was two kings and a sci No, what mm-hmm. was you doing before that?
1: I was in a high school group called Ebony Ivory, me and my boy Kenny Hodge. And we got our demo used by the foursome C's and the Fat Boys. It was called Lost. And that killed me. Killed what do me, you mean used? Me. Meaning we heard pieces of our demo that we had gave them in this new song. That you they directly did. gave it to the foursome? DC? Our DJ gave it to, no, we gave it to uh, Buff, God bless the dead. Okay, Buff was from Brooklyn, from the Fat, Buckler, boy. from the bad, fat right, Boys. Right. And then a few weeks later, or months later, we heard uh, super, Mr. Magic, super, super, blast, blast, blast. Right. And it was a record with the foursome seeds of the Fat Boys or, oh, or something that, they did.
0: Uh, oh my um, god, I know and, the and, record.
1: I think it was Gilligan's Island or the something they, they did. Something they did. That was me and Kenny Hodge and my partner Filthy Rich. We had did little pieces. That's that.
0: funny, bro, and because I, when I was MC Eddie D with Master Sounds, I remember flipping Gilligan's Island myself. A few people and did. I was like, they might have, they must a have few. been to a park or yeah, something. Yeah, a, few, a
1: few people did it. So yeah. that deterred me. And then um then Bismarck came to my high school in 86. Wow. And that kind of put a little battery in my back again because who was this guy? But he was entertaining as fuck. He came to Tilden High School. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. H- in Brooklyn. <laughs> so that yeah, was If you
0: ever seen the documentary on Biz, which I is saw a really it. good I one. I saw it. Biz, biz was all over the place, bro. Biz was all
1: over the place. Biz,
0: the place. biz, I, biz used to beatbox... And I would rhyme in a roller skating ring in Elmont, Long Island called Wall Cliff Roller Skate Ring, and Get then it the became Roller Castle so later on. Wow. That's how I met Biz all the way back in like 82, 83. Wow. So Biz was all over the place. Yeah. Like Dougie French. Alex. I met him in
1: 86 in my high school on stage performing Biz Mark. That's how I met him. Wow. That's and crazy. I put the
0: battery, like, said, it I just can do said, this?
1: well, it just, he was having fun. He was just enjoying himself, and I was like, that's what it should be. Right. You know what I'm saying? And Around my way, I grew up around Wingate High School, so UTFO and them was already at Wingate High School and they was popping. So I, I went to Tilden, which was further away, but I'm saying, okay, they over there. I'm doing my little rapping. Bismarck comes, maybe I, could, I can, maybe I could try it. But then when that demo thing happened, I just gave it up and then went to Howard University. He said, fuck it, I'm going to go to college.
0: So when did Two Kings and the Cypher start? start? At Howard like, University. I started at Howard. Howard, Howard
1: University. Okay, so
0: you met, I met Rob. At Howard and University. Howard. At
1: Howard. Okay. He, he, so your had, freshman year. In my freshman year, Ron was a, three years older than me, so Ron already had a record out called "Let the Drummer Get Ill" with Herbie Lovebug in wow. them. When he got to Howard, so he was already half a star when he got there. You right. know what I'm saying? He was <laughs> yeah. already half a star, and it wasn't until maybe two years later that he approached me and said, "We should make a record together. You, you nice." And I, I, you know, he got he wanted to do this. You know, Ron. Okay, you, so
0: Ron was why. just one of the program. John. No, he
1: wanted to rhyme too, but he wanted to do the beats as well and he said me and you can do it so he approached me and said let's do this group thing right and that's how two kings and How did siphon y'all come with
0: in. two kings and a cypher?
1: we both used to be in the five percent nation okay so um and then at Howard, Howard University we're getting all this knowledge and Ron was way into the Egyptology and I was just happy to be at a place where I was learning more than I was learning until then like we learned about the presidents and bullshit I'm now I'm learning about Mandela I'm learning about uh, che Guevara. I'm learning about real life revolutionaries and things that should change our lives. And I felt so. We said we're kings, and and we both were kind of building with each other. So that's how we said we we're going to be two kings in a cipher. And that was that.
0: And who signed you? Um,
1: well, first Islam from Queens. Okay. Hock, we used we call him True Mathematics. <laughs> <laughs> he managed us, and then he got us a deal with Gregory Peck at Bahia RCA in 1990. Wow. And we dropped our first record. Four months later, called Moving On Them. Okay. In
2: 1990.
1: In 1990? 1990 was our first record we dropped. Did
0: I play your video on your on t Did you have a video?
1: We didn't have no video. I mean, we did. No, we had a video, but it wasn't on him. It wasn't. No. We didn't graduate to that yet. It was BET only. We was wow. B.T., we was B.T. So, 1990,
0: it. we was popping in No, y'all was popping, but yeah.
1: we, we wasn't. Our record oh, wasn't okay. here. <laughs> you know, and because we played a
0: lot of stuff that came through. It was probably a promotions department that was to yeah, 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 we, yeah. Because we would have definitely played it. Cause yeah, we yeah, played Everything, and especially if I have saw you, I'd have been like, "Yeah, hey, <laughs> that's <playing laughs> the knee there, them cousins, them cousins. We're Playing that joint right there, definitely. So y'all, yes. would y'all drop the single? Or did y'all y'all drop an album? Yeah, we
1: dropped the album the next year, in 1991, called "From Pyramids to Projects." And yes, I, I remember and that. And that was a double entendre. From pyramids because that's where we come from, and our mindset was thinking pyramids. Projects was the same thing. We they, now we're in projects, but we're also projects from them crackers. They were experimenting on us and doing things, so we came in saying. We went from pyramids to projects. So that's why Ron represented the Feds, and I yeah. represented the now with the hats, and yeah, the baseball Yeah,
0: hat. he was the pyramid. You was definitely the project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not I'm you were yeah. definitely,
1: I was the project side. So you he was was definitely the, the project. This when is, did
0: yeah. that? When did you guys decide not to do? What was the catalyst that made y'all say, "Okay, enough of two kings in the cypher?
1: We got our pink slip. Really? Yeah. We, you know, we critical acclaim. You know what that means. Not selling no Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed the feeling. Right, right. So, a Critical Acclaim don't get you a second album. Right. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't do it. And that was it. And y'all didn't shop in anywhere else? Nah, nah, nah. Ron moved to L.A. I went back home to mom's basement in St. Albans. Yeah. That was just started working at a bookstore all and right. all that. And then, fate. fate. But
0: you had, you already met uh, Diddy at Howard. At Howard, yeah. Mark and Pitts, and everybody. Yeah, then.
1: me and Puff start throwing parties in 1988. Black man in a Puerto Rican production. <laughs> and that's how we met, because he came to campus. You know, he doing the dance, and he got the colors in his hair. The, right. The, the, you know, you remember how he used to have the holes, and you tie up all that yeah, shit? Yeah. And I got the Brooklyn crew, the Philly crew. We on the side, and he got all the little young chicks. And I'm DJing already, and I got the AKAs and the DC crew. So he one day, Puff approached me, said, yo, we need to do a party. Fuck it, let's do it. Next thing I know, we the biggest things and slice bread, we throwing parties and all that. And the same year we got our record deal, Puff got his internship Wow, at, at Uptown, at, at, at Uptown. Uptown. So okay. he was at Howard, you know, that's the story. He was driving back and forth. Right. We throwing parties on Thursday nights, he's driving up in his car. Then he comes back and we hit the streets promoting. And he was doing that for months till Andre gave him the permanent position. And, and then now we on tour, Puff is in New York. And the same year again, 1993, he gets his pink slip, we get our pink slip. Wow, the same year? Same year.
0: Uh, why that did was Andre fate. fire
1: him? Honestly, don't know. I, I think that, Puff, that's
0: like a mystery. That I, I don't think. I ever think the told. story
1: was Puff was just feeling himself, and Andre was like, "It could only be one king in the castle." Really? I think that's what I heard. Well, is this? Well,
0: Puff had already had Mary out, and was he working on Jodeci and stuff like
1: that? Yeah, Jodeci. So Puff, Puff had, had already did like Jodeci the fire and Mary. That was
0: Uptown had fire, but it was yeah, like he, he, he did those
1: two albums. Right. Right, and then he bounced the '93, Starters label, and then was still around to do mary's my life because remember i was managing mary j blige remember then me and you reconnected again so that's what happened so yeah so he even though he left andre said still do this my life album for me
0: okay all right yeah all right so when did you get back with puff after two kings of the cypher after going back to your mom's basement in st Albans and then working at the bookstore
1: half pierre was living with puff in scarsdale nasheen myrick mark pitts and all of them they was doing that
0: this is right when Bad Boy started, 93.
1: Okay. okay. My mom was like. So before
0: that, he was in a little apartment in Hackensack. Okay. He, he I didn't in know Florida. that. From me. I lived on Prospect Avenue. Oh, I didn't that's know that. puff had the burgundy cabriolet. Okay, yes.
1: That's yeah, the same way. Right, right, right. yeah. Right. So they was up there, and Harvey said, Yo, come up there. And I was like, Nah, i come up there and visit, but I can't sleep up there and live with y'all because my mom was like, You got to put some money on the table every Friday. Right. Like, you know, we don't live for free. So I would meet them after work all the time, and just go up to the studio, and I just made myself around, and I told the story. Um, I made Puff some money off some free T-shirts he was, make, he was making to give away, and I saw them giving away, and I saw the pandemonium, and I said, yo, what the fuck, man? So I went the next day and went to Harvard. Bad Boy T-shirt? Bad Boy t shirts When they okay. first came, they was giving them away. Right. And I'm sitting up there like, yo, but they're fighting over them. They, you know, they, people want them, and they're screaming and hollering. So next day I went to Harvard and them said, yo, could I make some? And they said, yeah. So I went to Defurge. ASAP Ferg Father.
0: ASAP Ferg Father. Oh, yeah, D- D- rest D- in D- peace D- right. To Ferg. Right. Big Ferg from Harlem. Yeah, from Harlem. Everybody yeah. <laughs> from our generation know Right. Love Ferg. Love Ferg. Knew how Ferg got down. Mm-hmm. Never fur Ferg was probably one of the nicest. Ferg reminds me of
1: Black just from Queens. Oh, yeah, yeah, Black Right? Jess, Same yes.
0: kind of temperament.
1: No, if you nice don't like as, them, nice you got a problem. The you <laughs> in right. my life. I'm right, going to put yeah. it that
2: <laughs> first Yes. Absolutely.
1: So he made me a few hundred T-shirts, and all the interns for Bad Boy wasn't working. So I said, listen, I'm working a regular job. I can't sell T-shirts. Y'all go ahead and scramble these T-shirts. I'll give you $10 a piece off them. Y'all ain't making nothing. Right. Couple, I made three, 400 T-shirts maybe. They came back with empty bags. Right. So if it's seven interns and they sold all them shirts at $10, $600, $700 now, these dudes got in their pocket. They like this, they cheesing. Walked in the club, gave Puff cash money. What's this? Said T shirts.
2: Open ball, me for <laughs>
1: <laughs> And the next day, he was like, make him some more T shirts. And so that's how I got it. I made myself a card that said, Director of Merchandising. And that's how i inserted myself in the bad boy he never he never gave me never i'd never officially worked for puff until i became the a and r years later even when you were producing even when i was producing but we all
0: thought that the hitmen were all under the bad boy umbrella he
1: managed us but we didn't work for him i could do whatever i wanted to do oh we didn't know that yeah yeah he didn't he only managed us and the team was a concept it wasn't, y'all can only work for me and me only. Nah, it wasn't that at all. It was, he wanted us to give him the majority of the records and y'all give the rest to them <laughs> if you need to. <laughs> if you want to. But nah, he didn't, I never worked for Puff until uh, uh, I actually became an A&R. When he hired me to do the road management for Mary, for Mary, he gave me a salary and a slight percentage of his. Okay. So I didn't consider that working for him because I'm getting a piece of the management side too, right, it wasn't absolutely. just a salary. So. When were, when were you uh... 94 to 96. After okay. we got dropped, and I'm living in my mother's basement, Right. he approached me and said, what you think? After I made him the money for the t-shirts, right. he saw I was hustling, and that was going on for six, seven months, now I'm in. I'm also booking shows for Craig and Biggie, because I'm I mean, you're Craig and Big, because now I'm in the office. Now I quit my job, right? because that T-shirt shit is making me money.
0: More than you was making probably at your job. Absolutely.
1: And way. it's cash money. Right. I'm making cash. I ain't got to report it. Right. Right. So I, now I'm up at the office, and I'm sitting at Kelly Green desk. I got me a little card, so I asked the management, while I'm sitting around doing nothing, it don't take a lot to make T-shirts, what else could I do? Mark, could I book some shows? I was on the road just a few years ago with Two Kings. Right. Called DC Promoters, Atlanta. Uh, North Carolina, next thing I know I got Big and Craig on the road doing shows.
2: So now I'm selling
1: t-shirts and booking shows for Craig from this little corner office in Harv's office. And so Puff approached me one day, he said, I'm watching you, yo. You doing your thing. Want to manage Mary with me? Like that simple. I said, oh shit, give me a day. Because I smoke with her, now I drink. I'm in now. Now you want me to be a boss. It's going to be hard. Yeah. So.
0: How how hard was that transformation from Hanging with Mary, smoking with Mary, drinking with Mary, to now I gotta tell you where to be, what time to be there. there you
1: this, know, did it blur
0: the lines of the friendship?
1: A little bit, but I went to her first and asked her what she thought. Right. And her sister.
2: Right.
1: What y'all think? Y'all know me. What y'all think? Let's do it, Dot. You, you seem like a cool guy. You've right. been around. You don't, you know, I'm, I think when you meet me, you could tell I'm, I'm part of the crew, but I don't, I'm not of the crew. Ooh. If you know what I'm saying, I don't sniff cocaine, I don't do the drugs, I smoke weed, that's it. Right. I and I was a drinker, but I was this much of a drinker. I didn't hang out with them everywhere. I, didn't, like, I wasn't always in the back of Puff's car. Y'all going to the club, I'll meet y'all there. Right. So Before he gets there, so when he jumps out the car, I'm the first one there with him instead of trying to drive behind him. And then you can't park, and he's already in the club, and you spend 20 minutes looking for a space. Right. So they kind of knew that I was part of the crew, but I wasn't of the crew. Right. So now I think they like that. So and it worked for two years.
0: So from ninety-four
1: to ninety six.
0: Okay, because I was gonna get on your ass because <laughs> ninety two, Pause, ninety-two <laughs> we were shooting Who's the Man? Right. And Mary was supposed to sing Amazing Grace. And she fucked oh, up the entire day.
1: I wasn't around then. You
0: know how much money it costs to set up and wait for somebody all fucking day for a movie. And they just don't show up. Wow. That's what happened with it. Wow! And if you imagine that, ninety-two,
1: y'all want to make. We were shooting
0: in ninety-two. The movie came out in ninety-three.
1: She was popping in ninety-two. Yeah, ninety-two. Okay, yeah, yeah, ninety-two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow.
0: That movie dropped in nineteen ninety-three. Juice and Who's the Man dropped both in the same year. Wow. So that was yeah, that was crazy. That's that was crazy. crazy yeah. So I'm about to blame you for. that. Nah, don't movie. blame sure. me for that. But you know, why did it? Why did it end? And when S- did you start producing? Those are both two questions.
1: All right, two questions. So. While we on the road, I'm on the road, Ron picked up from D.C. because we got dropped and he moved to L.A. to work with Shy, who also went to Howard University, the group Shy. Yeah. And so he's working on his second album. He's sending me beats. I'm on the road. I still want to rhyme. I still got the itch. So I bought a drum machine. So while I'm on my day offs and coming home, I would just try to make beats because I wanted to write. It wasn't necessarily I wanted to make beats. Ron was making these beats, but when he moved to California, he started adapting to that and he was working on R&B stuff. So he was sending me stuff, but it wasn't my rap my rap bop. So I was like, I got to make shit for for me because I want to get all in it, you know what I mean? Right. And then um, one day I was playing something for a few dudes and they said, play it again. Word? Play it again. So I played it again. Play another one. Word? Play another one. Next thing I know, a week or two later, I'm getting a call from Jimmy and, and Jam, message J. Yo, we want to use that beat for Sugar. Word? I'm on the road, with Mary. What beat? Right. I did, What's up, star? I'd like to get to know who you are. Right. Let's have drinks at the bar. I was on the show soundtrack. Yes. So that was my first track sold. And I said, Oh, shit, I can do this. Like, I did it. How much did they pay you for it? Probably like five grand, four grand. I didn't okay. get funny. could it because gave me 500. Right. <laughs> at that point, I didn't care because it was. There was a chance for me to get back in. I just needed somebody to know that I had it. I just, boom. And then Kedar bought two beats from me. Kedar Massenburg, God bless him. Wow. For Rakim's uh, Let's Go Back or The Return of the Back, whatever that album was when he was on Universal. It never got used, but he gave us $9,000, me and Ron. Wow. So we split 4500 You know, you get that up front, yeah. so 4500 So I said, if it's 225 in L.A., I took mine next thing I know he's on a plane back to LA, back to New York. <laughs> like, oh, you doing it like that? Let's, like, get, the, let's the get busy. And that was it for us. And that's how we started getting into the product. Like, that's when I started saying, I think I can do this. I'm going to put the rap thing on the back burner. I think I can do this. Plus, I know how to rap. I felt I was nice. So if I get in a room with other MCs, I'm gonna be able to give them some jewels. Because mm-hmm. I got taught by Kenny Gamble when we made Two Kings in the Cypher album. We was driving from D.C. to Philly to be up under Mr. Gamble and Mr. Huff. Wow. Yikes.
0: That's, that's, a, that's learning right there. Learning? Damn, so you guys are from the tree of Gamble and Huff.
1: From the tree of Gamble and Huff. Mr. Gamble used to come in the studio. Okay, so listen, if you, you know, try that. <laughs> It works. You know what I'm saying? Right. That type of shit. What? Praise, Mr. You know, all, all respect due to Mr. Gamble and Mr. Huff. Mr. Huff say five words to you, quiet. Yeah. But them five words blow you off about your seat. Because it was real short, you see. Do this. So we got that juice. So Hawk right. H- Islam got us up under Mr. Gamble and Mr. Huff. That's incredible. Yeah. So, so, so my, rec- my record making ability stepped up a little bit, and then I got to, you know, then seeing, then managing Mary, I'm going up to the Uptown offices, so I'm seeing Teddy, I'm seeing Heavy D, I'm seeing Albie Shaw, Andre Harrell, I'm going to some of them sessions. Uh-huh. So now I'm snatching those jewels, just ear hustling. What's happening, oh, that's how you did that? Oh, that's how Teddy did that? Oh, that's how this goes? Oh, that's... okay, take it back and just drive, Ron, this is what I just learned. Right. And then Ron is still rocking with Kid and Play, and Ron's doing this thing, yo, Dot, this is what I just learned. So by the time we connected and he moved back, it was like, let's do this, family. Right. Let's do this. No holds barred. No holes barred. Did old I old. answer the question? Yes, you okay, did. Okay, cool. <laughs> you going crazy
0: in deep? So yeah. once, once Ron came back, what was the first song that y'all played together?
1: What's Up Star? Okay. I mean, I, I I started What's Up Star uh-huh. because I you know, but Ron is the my Dr. Dre like Ron, <laughs> so he took that and took it and made it this. Put the real snares. My my kicks are. Right. Ron put the. Right. Gush. he puts that in it and the, you know the and that's how we did that and then we, after that we, we was on a tear that we did i rock the party that rocks the body for like light? For light. you rock the party wow. that rocks the body yeah, and we th- not th- even th- 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 and th- we're th- not th- right and th- we're not hitting in yet, we still not hitting okay yet.
0: but y'all because that was uh an interpolation Of Diana Ross's Upside, yes. Y'all didn't have
1: to clear an example. Yeah, we did. Okay, you had to clear that with Motown. Yeah, but we played. That's what we did. A lot of people. I'm glad you caught that. Even though it was a sample, see, guys thought we just looped something up, did sing on it. It's a hit. Let's go. Now we boom, 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 and then you know playing on top of it so we can have some dynamics that are different from the original. Even hypnotized. Hypnotize don't go that speed. You know the original. Yeah, yeah. And the, you the, can the, hear our is, shit. Is rise it's rise Alper. Alper. But I always got the do, boop boop boop, boop. Yeah. and we put the so it's not easy as cats think it is. So, mm-hmm. Yes, I'm glad you caught that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, because yeah. Um, one of your fellow hitmen, God rest his soul, Chucky. Chucky Thompson. Chucky Thompson. Thompson. The great Chucky Thompson. The amazing Chucky yeah, Thompson. Yeah. Lived down on my block in West Orange. I lived wow. next to Chris Lighty. And then Chucky lived on the other side. Of I Chris. didn't remember
1: Chucky living in Jersey. Wow, yeah, he cool. lived right there in West Orange, down the block.
0: We all lived on the same block for a while. Wow. And Chucky used to always tell me, he said, "Ed, look at bad boy stuff and look at the liner notes. We play
1: over. Yeah. Oh that yeah. Stuff.
0: We don't just sample loop it and up it, and yeah.
1: What's the use of having nine musicians around if you ain't <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if you just gonna
0: sample stuff? Right. That didn't and make let, no it, sense. And, and let it fly.
1: Yeah. And and unfortunately for the other sects of hip-hop that think that what we did wasn't an art, they're clearly mistaken. Absolutely.
0: When did, you, when did the Hitmen start?
1: 96. Um, so after... Big, Big got signed in what? Big was signed in 92. 92? Yeah, 92. But uh, the Hitmen started because ni- after the success of a couple of records in 95. Which records were those? Uh, I Rock A Party... Uh, we had did, um, uh, Nasheem had did, um, 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 every day, every day it yeah, rains, right? Nasheem yeah. did that. Stevie had a Jodeci record. Chucky had Stevie my life. Stevie J, y'all. Stevie, Stevie, J. J. Stevie, J. J. Stevie J. had, uh, okay. uh, boom. So Puff was hearing all this and we around. So one day he said, I, I need to make hits for Biggie. I got him to finish his album. And he just invited the four of us, the Bad News Bears. I mean, there's Pete Rock, there's Primo, there's Large Professor, there's Havoc, there's Teddy, right. there's these dudes that are more qualified Diamond D, DITC, right. uh, uh, the dudes from Brooklyn. They're so much more qualified than us. Yeah, Buck, Wild, it, and Buck of them Wild and all Buck Wild and But they, he said, Stevie, Naj, Ron, come on over here, and we're going to make this Hitman thing. And you feel that? Man? He said, yeah. I crazy. Th- we're hey. going to take
0: a, ch- a short break, baby. This is, come on, son. The podcast, DerrickD.Angela. Come on,
2: son. Come on, son. Come on, son.
0: For me, there's nothing better than showcasing my joy. Our friends at Frito-Lay know that joy is bold, vivacious, and contagious. Joy gives life flavor, rhythm, and vibes. And when joy takes flight, it can't be contained. It's robust, more than a smile or a laugh. It's an infectious experience. So here's to all the creators that inspire us with your creativity and passion. Let's keep filling the world with joy and make sure you look out for the My Joy campaign powered by Frito-Lay. Tough? It's in your DNA. It drives your resilience. Even when they told you that you couldn't, you did what no one else could because you're different from the rest. Every day you work hard to conquer challenges, making the impossible happen, and tomorrow You'll do it all over again with a truck that's just as tough as you. Explore the best Ford truck for you today at Ford.com. Built Ford Tough. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is being brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guaranteed. With eBay Authenticity Guaranteed, you know you're getting the real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or watch that says it all, Jewelry that makes you look like the gym or sneakers and streetwear that makes every step feel fly. It's like the first time I was looking for them Jordan ones, like when they really came out and I couldn't get my hands on them. And it was something about that sneaker that I always wanted to have because I never got it in the very, very, very beginning. I fell in love with that sneaker. and When I finally got it. Oh, baby. These days, to know for sure you're getting a real deal, go straight to eBay when you're searching. Just look for that blue check mark. It will say authenticity guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. You gotta get it from eBay because then you know you got the real deal. Now you know that when something is limited and you can't find it, you can find it on eBay. Listen, when you're finally ready to buy, That thing that you love. You have to make sure you're not going to catch a fake. They're everywhere. And it's really tough to tell the difference for yourself. With eBay Authenticity Guaranteed, that's easy. So again, look for the blue check mark. That way, when it hits your doorstep, not only do you know it's real, but that feeling you get when you put it on is also for real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. The McNugget Buddies are coming through McDonald's again. And they've got brand new fits created by street-style icon Kerwin Frost. Get the brand new Buddies and your McDonald's faves. Your choice of a Big Mac or 10-piece McNuggets, plus a medium fries and medium drink. Collect them all before they're gone. Only in the Kerwin Frost box. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Son. Oh. Come yes, on, sir. Sure. Come on, son. We sure. are back with more. Come on, son. Derek D. Dot. Angeletti, who big recipes, affectionately known as Derek.
1: That's <laughs> it. You never
0: call him Dot. Derek. 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 Me, Edwin. Yeah. All the fucking time. <laughs> I remember getting high with Big <laughs> Crush on you video. I was fucked up. <laughs> that was one nigga you you smoke with him, right? Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't smoke with him, man. Yeah, smoke with him. Who are the illest niggas you ever smoked with?
1: Big. Big. Snoop. Snoop, absolutely. You yes, smoke with pop? No. Well, actually, at Howard University, we did. Okay. But, but it wasn't a smoke fest. It was like a little L passed around by like 11 niggas. So, um, Smoke Dizza gets busy. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that's it. Smoke Dizza gets busy.
0: Method Ray.
1: Uh, I never smoked with Red actually. Oh. I've been in the studio where he smoked, but we never just went ham. Nah, I mef, smoked with them niggas mef, in LA, yeah, bro. Yeah,
0: meth, yeah. I smoked with them. They remember when the House of Blues they stayed across the street? Okay. Oh, they had a show, and I smoked with them niggas before the show started. I went yeah. backstage with them. We actually walked across the streets and fucked the limo. Fucked <laughs> the limo from there. there right, right over there. there, right. Whole crew niggas walked across the street. We go through the back door, we get there. I'm behind stage, but I'm fucked up. I'm living in LA at the time. I said, yo, I'm gonna go stand in front of the stage and watch the show. And they came out and then I went home. I was fucked up. Bro.
1: They got busy. They got busy. One
0: of the greatest now hip hop albums in them days, you guys, like you said, Created albums like a movie, right? Yes. You had plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. Right. If this shit don't work, then we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Yes. You worked with a lot of people yes. that you wanted to work with. Was it a lot easier to get people to come in at that time, or was it the, you know, Based super? on ba-
1: Yeah, based on, you know, Puff was Puff at the time, so yeah, he used his cachet. Right. And, you know, and the fact that Big was nice. Super. You know, and the fact that our track record was, you know, we were laying them down. Right. So it wasn't, you know, why, did, why wouldn't you want to and, come? And
0: Clark Kent did Brooklyn finals.
1: Clark Kent, I believe yes. They Who Brooklyn did? Finals. I love the dough. Uh, I love the dough was Easy Moby. B. Incredible. Incredible.
0: Incredible. Easy Moby B is probably, I think he's the only cat from the East Coast that worked with Big and Pop.
1: Big and Pop, he's one yeah, of the greatest Moby, ever. I love
0: it. the dough. Was such,
1: ooh. Yeah, and he did going back to Cali. He did that too. Yes, yes. Was it hard
0: for you like it was hard for me to listen to that record after Big
2: Dot?
1: The whole album was hard to listen to, but yes, going back to Cali was hard because I heard stories is that it was playing out there while he was there. Like, people were playing. I don't know how his album... Son- Steve says something. Steve told a story about going back to Cali, them hearing it with somebody. I don't remember, but it was hard listening to that whole album, especially because I'm the one who sets it off Right. previously on Ready to Die. Yes! So it was like, shit. Listening, and then I'm the one that all interludes. You know, that's me laughing, Faith, and I'm laughing, and
2: I'm gonna get you, motherfucker.
1: I'm gonna get you. That's all me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it was hard to listen to. It was definitely hard to listen to.
0: Let's talk about interludes and the way records were made. And let's talk about probably the funniest, to, to me, the two funniest interludes, probably in hip hop history is the the what's-the-name get-at-you-who? D's nuts. Yeah, Yeah. right. And the fucking Mad Rapper.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Where did the fucking Mad Rapper come from? Is that an alter ego of D-Dot?
1: I hope not. Uh, But it probably was, yeah, at the time. I mean, it just came from that East Coast, West Coast beef. We were sitting in the studio one day. Uh-huh. And you remember back then when, you, when you, your show and different shows when videos came out it got announced they would come in So-and-so premiere at 8 o'clock you right. know what time oh, is yeah. coming on we doing and they, they somebody ran to the studio and said They you know death row pocketing a new video coming out and we like oh well You know because we study everything so we watching we, we got TVs on we, we turn music off we look and we like It was hit them up oh They're not Stay fucking in. playing. We're looking around like, yo. And you know, big man immediately wants to slice throats, you know? Right. That's where the concept of, of dig them up came from. That's okay. where people like, did he do a song called Dig Em Up? No, nah, but it, it came, it came, after he passed, it came up. So I sat there and I said, this is not going to work. Like, we can't, we can't be the aggressors. Like, that's not our style. Uh-huh. We're about the money. We're about the flavor. So we're going to kill them with kindness. And I don't know how or what. I just thought that everybody was mad at us. We was getting shitted on in New York. You know, Rappers of New York was killing mm-hmm. us. Uh, East Coast was killing us. Now the West Coast is killing us. We, like, got a target on our back. So I was like, what's the best way to hurt somebody's feelings? Make fun of them. Right. So I'm gonna make fun of everybody. It's nobody specific, <clears throat> but I'm gonna be like, "Ew, ew!" Uh. Right. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna go, and this is another opportunity for me to show my talent. So I just came up with the voice. My voice is naturally deep, so I figured it, I can't do it like that. They gonna know it's me. Plus, I was trying to be incog. You know right. what I'm saying? So, so I was just the raised mad it
0: up. rapper the first time you did it on '50s joint?
1: No, that was much later. The first time I did The mad Rapper was on Life After Death.
0: the fuck out of here. Yeah, 50 was after, way, yeah, way
1: after. Way after. Right. Three years after that. Right. Two years after that. First time I even thought of the concept, I did it on Life After Death and Shay was the front desk girl, for real. Right. And Trevin Jones was really Puff's cousin, who was the studio manager, and he really talked like, welcome, <laughs> welcome that, yeah. to Dude, Bad Boy.
0: That's a real person, That's Trevin his real name, Jones. Trevin Jones, I real I made up
1: and he's, real, and he's Puffy's real cousin, and Shay was a real girl. That was her name, she worked at the front desk. Right. Hi, my name is Shay. Right. I'm from- she wasn't from New Rochelle, but okay. she, I made her say, I'm from New Rochelle, right. and why are you so mad? You're, you're, fuck that, fuck, who the fuck is you? <laughs> yeah. like, you know I'm saying? Like, bitch, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sit oh, your ass down. My fourth album. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that shit
0: was all right. I, I got John Blaze. Yeah. That shit is always my favorite shit. I, my, my shit is John Blaze, And I think you wanted to say, recognize
1: recognize Recognize. Yeah, yeah, respect. Yeah, whatever. Oh, whatever came out, I left. And it's yeah. actually three more minutes to it. It's like another two oh, minutes. Oh, come on. But are we, you kidding me? Yeah, we cut it off because at the time... We didn't know what it took to make a double album. A double album had to be a certain amount of time. Right. So when we mastered it, we just mastered it short. But then when we got to mastering, we was two and a half minutes short of a double album. That's why Miss Wallace's interlude is so long okay. at the end because we had to extend it just to get it to make a double album. We couldn't find the extended mix because we never. I mean, we couldn't find the extended Mad Rapper right? because we never mixed it. We mixed it cut off. And fuckers said, "Who is your gentleman? That's how we mixed right. it and just.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, right. So I got did my Lawrence come on? How I see it, boom, right, right, the, yeah. right, right, yeah. Raid on the top with short like leprechauns. Is that really was that really directed at Nas?
1: I have no idea. That's what C said. Yeah, C, I, C I, said kicking the I, Dog I, I'm was sure. directed at Nas. Son, I'm surprised you run with them. I can think yeah. they got coming them because they nothing but dicks trying to show up like nitro and dynamite sticks. Yeah, I smoke hydro, rock diamonds. That sick. Get paid off my flows. Yeah. I'm with my own clique. Take trips, to, take trips to Cairo, Cairo laying with your, with your bitch. bitch. I bet you yeah.
0: wish you was rich when I see you. I'm I would up. kick in the door. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: nigga Big was... Oh, was, man. You, yeah, understand, oh, you man. understand You understand sitting in them sessions. I'm like,
0: did he just say that? Nigga, you were there during, I would say, Big getting nicer and nicer. The
1: evolution. The I evolution was right there. is the word right that I'm looking there for. From the from Ready to Die to the voice change structure, to the flow structure, to the attitude. In hypnotized, he's smiling and dancing. Ready to die, there was absolutely no smiling on campus. <laughs> no, not at all. There was no happiness here. Life After Death was kind of like, I'm getting the hang of this shit and the music is just next level. The atmosphere is next level. My team wants it the way I want it, so you could see like a a athlete developing to become this all-star and become a perennial all-star. It was on its way. He hadn't even done his best shit yet. Right. That's what I'm saying.
0: And and pretty much at a time when Death Row was selling a shitload of tons and tons of records, you guys really bad boy had New York on, on your back, man. I, I, y'all really, y'all really carried us through. Yeah. You were around during them days. What was big? How did Big really feel about Jay? Did he feel like that that was good competition? Did they really bounce off of each other as far as?
1: Two, they were two different people. There was no, um, there was no. When I say no competition, meaning there was competition. This is this is a blood sport. Right. We in. They want to be the number one what purpose and sense does it make to be in it if that's not at least an attempt. But it wasn't to be number one to bring the other one down. Mm-hmm. You know, it was we gonna be the two together, Starsky and Hutch type shit. Right. So it's really no one one A, one B type of thing. It was the competition, it was none as far as, you know, them trying to hurt each other, none of like that. It was strictly love. They went to the same high school. Big, that's all he wanted to do was rock with Jay because Jay had that flavor, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, my experience with them was love. I mean, Easy Mo B tells the story on one of his podcasts. We were in the studio working on "I Love the Doe, and Big and Jay came in the studio and they pretended like they was gonna rhyme and play for a little while. We'll be back, <laughs> and never came back. And that was the last time Easy Mo B saw Big. Wow,
0: that's crazy, bro. Yeah. That's yo. Know, so during this time. Y'all are rocking like crazy, like it's Bad Boy. When did Bad Boy start to take a turn to where it wasn't really the Bad Boy that we knew anymore? And how often, <clears throat> how far after Big Pass was this?
1: I mean, you'd have to tell me that. I left in 98. Why? Um, I just, I did what I thought the most I can do. I did Biggie, Puff's album, No Way Out. I did Mesa's Harlem World. I did the Lock's Money Pound Respect. I did Faith's second album. And I did Carl Thomas's first album, and then I left because there was really nothing else for me to do. And then I got my crazy cat deal, and I did Black Rob as an executive producer, hired executive producer. But once the locks started going through their drama and May start, started <laughs> having them rumblings, I was like, yeah, it might be time. I made my mark. I'm executive producer, A&R on all those albums. I did beats on all of them, mad rap interludes. I think I made a, a, a very impactful mark that I need to now go and try my hand at my own shit. Right. Staying there, I wouldn't have had the same albums and artists to work on, because after them, think about it, would have been who, you know, that I would have worked on, would have been Black Rob, maybe, Shine, maybe, mm-hmm. or Loon.
2: G-Dep.
1: G-Dep, which was, you know, which wasn't bad, but it didn't have the same je ne sais quoi that I was looking for, if you know what I'm saying, for yeah. my career. Right. You know what I'm saying?
0: So, well, did, were you the first one to leave? Mm-hmm.
1: No, remember Harv, the only reason I was the A&R because Harv left in 96 to go try his hand at RCA. Okay. Remember he was doing SWV and all of them. Right. So there was an empty spot. That's when Puff gave me the A&R job. So that's when I took that job. So um, yeah, but I, I, I don't know if I was the first one to leave. No. And I actually went to Puff and said, can I do my crazy cat deal with him at Bad Boy? But I don't think the timing was right. So he said, nah. So I went to Columbia. Right. That was that. And Columbia
0: gave you a nice deal?
1: They gave me a very nice deal.
0: For, for, were you and Ron still together at this
1: point? Or Ron N- nah, Ron. I mean, we're still making beats, but I was Crazy Cat was mine. Right. Yeah, Crazy Cat was
0: mine. Right, yes. right. How did you end up with 50? Because y'all stirred up a lot of shit.
1: <clears throat> Again, <clears throat> fate. Uh, I didn't even know 50 when we did that record. I wasn't even in the studio with him. He did that record on his own. Wow. Rich Nice. who was the Big ad, up Rich Nice. Rich Nice. My man, Rich, what up? Rich, what up, Rich? He was working with Trackmasters. And I'm known at the time now, I'm not just a beat maker, I'm a producer, I write hooks, I'm on things. So Rich called me and said, I need a hook for this record. We got this kid 50 Cent. So I'm holding- You didn't
0: it. know nothing about
1: him. I knew he was signed to Trackmaster because I'm on Columbia, but he wasn't, right. it wasn't no rumblings about him yet, right, you know right. what I'm saying? Um, and he comes to Jimmy Hinchman's studio because I was holding down Hinchman's studio. It's one, two in the morning and he plays me this record and I'm blown away. It's crazy. I'm like, that's a perfect Mad Rapper record. You sound, <laughs> that should be my record. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's perfect. But he had some lines in it. I think he had a Nas line, a Mariah and Tommy was the first before he changed it to Mary and Case. It was right. originally Mariah and Tommy, but politically you know he couldn't say no, no, that. No, 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 So we do the record. I do the hook right then and there. This ain't serious. Be it broke It'll Make you delirious. Next day or two days later, Poketel, yo, you killed it. We crushed it. 50 loves it, 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 it. I meet him like a couple weeks later. Right. And yeah, yo. And then we hit the road. Wow. That was it. And that's how I got my relationship with 50. But yo, it wasn't. why a, do
0: you think you said on the record, this ain't serious? Yes. You, it's, it's clear as yeah. day. When I heard it, I was like, this is fucking hilarious. That's
1: why I said it. Because right. I knew my constituents was going to be needed. And they were still. Even if I said, this why, ain't why, serious.
0: Why are so heated? Because,
1: you know, in hip hop, you can't mention someone else's name, they can mention yours all day. But you know, these cats get a little moist when you mention their right. name, you know what I'm saying? So that's what happened. A few people got a little moist. That's
0: probably one of the best <laughs> things that happened to Fifth, because
1: Jay goes on and says, I'm
0: about a dollar, who the
1: fuck? fuck is 50 cents. Cent. He called me to tell me he was gonna do that on Angie's show, live. Uh-huh. He said, yo, that record is high. You know, do you like the record? Yes, yeah, it's high. Y'all did your thing, but I'm gonna have to spank you, man. And that's how it should have been handled by everybody. Right. Said all this anger and all this wanting to there fight was a and lot all that of anger, man. And then <laughs> there was people like you to say, you why he mentioned my name. There was some people <laughs> like, I exactly. wanted to be on that, mention I me. I to be on that. <laughs> yeah, it <they> robbed me. <laughs> <laughs> give me some more power, give me no
0: more juice. But niggas just got so angry, and I'm like, y'all not listening to this chorus? <laughs> D-Dot is on there saying, this, this
1: ain't, ain't serious.
0: You can make
1: you it's delirious. delirious. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that lightens the record up. That's what I thought it was going to do. That's the reason I got on it. I was like, because people are going to be getting mad at me, and I can't they shoot myself. did really mad at you? A few people did. I had to explain it, but at the end of the day, I said... Niggas really got mad at you for being on that record when you say this ain't serious. Missy? Pun? Missy was mad at you? Yeah, just, you know, she got over it, but it was like, you know, it wasn't as funny because certain people's disses wasn't as, you know, some people's disses was bad as opposed to, you know, Stevie Jake wasn't, he thought it was funny, but initially he was like, Yo, is that your artist, Dot? Like, are you yeah, going to run around? Like, you going to do this? Right, yeah, yeah. you know? And I was yeah, like, nah, it's just a record. Those, huh? I was like, nigga, <laughs> we in the record business. Do you like the record? Is it hot? It's hot. That's all I needed to hear. Right. That's it, yeah. That's crazy. Punk yeah. was mad? Yeah, Punk was a little mad, too. Because the, the line, you, yeah, you know, the line. my
0: nigga, you saying this ain't serious. I know, I know. Like, <laughs> like I don't, that's the part I don't understand. Yeah, when I yeah. heard it, I was like, D Dot is clearly saying this
1: This ain't serious. This
0: this is even not D Dot. This is the Mad Rapper. Right, right, right. Saying this ain't Ain't serious. serious. When the fuck did we have to (laughs) take the Mad Rapper seriously? Right,
1: right. You can't. Please, it's comedy. It's comedy. Like I think
0: it was the funniest shit ever. (laughs) I was like, okay, if Nigga's gonna be mad, they're gonna be mad at Fifth. Right. But that was Fifth's way of kicking in the door to let everybody know where he was at and who he was. So be mad at him. I can't believe people are actually upset
1: with you. But also. creativeness because it came off of dreams of fucking an r&b it was a branch off that tree right so it was creative and it was years later
0: way years later
1: years later so it was like perfect time so i don't think people recognize his creative genius in the fact that he took something and put a little flip on it and turned it into something
0: when you listen to dreams now do you go wow if this was now this He'd be record, in jail. He'd be in jail. He would got fucked up. Big would have been in the Me Too movement like a
1: mother.
0: <laughs> For real. Did, did that nigga say I make Raven old cry date rape?
1: I think that's what he yeah, said. He yeah, he said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he said that shit, and Escape
0: was forever upset about oh, that. Oh yeah, they was forever upset. Yeah, they were. Yeah. But that was kind of like.
1: No, he changed. said I put shantae more pussy in stitches. Right. I fucked RuPaul before I fucked the ugly oh, yeah, ass Escape Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, he said that shit. Yeah, he he went. No, nah, come on. No filter. Nah,
0: that's a big diss. You yeah, saw fucking RuPaul. <laughs> RuPaul, <laughs> fuck RuPaul. The bitches.
1: Right. No, no, come on. Yeah, man. yeah, they was big was the only
0: one that really got that shit. right crossed their lines. Was
1: married. Oh, yeah, he wasn't going to disagree. No, so he loved that Mary. Was, he loved Mary.
0: What about Mary? Yeah. I was like, yeah. No, he said, no, Mary. he loved
1: Sade. Sade, ooh, I know that pussy, pussy tie. tie. <laughs> slap Tina Turner, and give, give a flashback, flashback <laughs> to Ike. This woman was a beautiful
0: <laughs> man for fucking 20 years. And this nigga said, I'm he slap Tina t-
1: Turner
0: and give a flashback of Ike. I said, yo, this nigga biggest. This is the most disrespectful record I've ever heard in my life. And you could not.
1: Stop listening to it. No, you
0: couldn't get over that record right. right. You couldn't play that record right now. Mm-mm. Like another record I love, Punks Jump Up to Get Beat Down. Oh, yeah, that was great. No way. No way. No way you can play that record right now. They got to take that shit out. The gay references got to yeah. be ex- exact. I can flip, fly, flow, fuck up. A- yeah. Yeah, he was like, I don't understand. I ain't down with it, and I don't understand their ways. Like, right. you can't. The kind of shit that creative music. That was made then. You could not absolutely get over with none of that shit now. It's, it's a whole different time. Are there any songs out there, I'm gonna, give me three, that you ever heard and said, God damn, I'm mad I didn't produce that shit.
1: <laughs> Shook. Shook Ones Part 2. Ooh. When me and Mary heard that shit on the road. I was on the road when I heard that song at a radio station when she was doing it. And I heard something in the back, and I was like, damn, that shit sound crazy. What is that? So I walked, and the DJ, he had just got it, and he was playing that shit. And I made him make me and Mary a cassette of that shit. So yeah, Shook Ones Part 2.
0: To all the killers and the $100 yeah, billers, the real of niggas of who ain't got no film.
1: Shout out to Havoc. One and rest of the, in one peace of, and Prodigy. Rest in oh, peace Prodigy. Man, Shout out to Havoc. Rest of one of peace, the best. Um, yes. uh, so many, yo. There's so many. Um, EPMD uh, uh, with the LL Cool J, Rampage, <coughs> yeah, yeah. Go slow yeah. down, yeah. baby. Yeah, slow mm-hmm. down, baby. That Do was the for yeah, me. That, that was, that was yeah, man. stupid. And then pretty much anything. tried, but I loved. I was so in love with Hot Sex on the Platter. Dun, bam, dun. Bam, dun. Bam, bam. 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 That shit. Where just, at? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's so man. many. I can name so many, fam. In your opinion, was
0: that the most creative time in hip hop?
1: Say ninety to two thousand. The most creative. Uh, I think, I think, yeah. And the reason I say that is because the characters that came out of those things that are long lasting. The way the Missies presented themselves, the Busters, the C-Los, the Andre Three Thousands, the Outcasts. You know, the Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg probably got to be one of the most iconic figures in fuck hip hop in the world. In the world. In the world. So, the way
0: he's been able to reinvent himself, now this and, motherfucker and, got and a monetize, movie coming out and
1: monetize called The it. Underdogs. Big yeah. up the Snoop for that. Big up the Snoop. So,
0: and for a motherfucker that when I met him at Dre's house when, when under when they had Deep Cover out, mm-hmm. and I'm interviewing him, and he would not look in the camera, dude. Even when he, he was, was doing his shy, he was shy. He was, he shy. was shy as a motherfucker, shy And to see this dude develop into what he was, and Snoop stayed out of the East Coast, West Coast shit. But it really, let's, let's be honest. It was bad boy death row. I'll
1: I, I tell you a story about Snoop. Okay. We was filming I'm Going Down um, for Mary J. Blige in L.A. And Puff rented these Porsches. And we zooming up and down the, the, the airplane strip. They had to come and tell us to stop. We mm. were <laughs> up to 180. We were racing each other while Mary's filming. And Snoop sent Corrupt to come pick us up. This is during the crazy time. And me, Puff, and Uncle Paulie go to Snoop's crib. First time I'm meeting Snoop. Mansion. He got dog paws on his floor. His dog dog paw rugs. Right. It's the first time I seen a jukebox that played CDs. And he got Ready to Die in there. He got mob Deep in there. Snoop is hip-hop. Right. And he sits us down and says, I just want to let y'all know i ain't got nothing to do with this shit wow i love I wish it wasn't like this, but i my allegiance is here it has to be right but i I love y'all, and I know y'all love us. that was the realest shit I heard right and I love corrupt and corrupt was there so um and I think that's probably what the story you told about us because. They came in peace, man. Yeah, they niggas, did. Them niggas didn't want no problem. Yeah, they didn't like, want. It, that was that all shit. shug. I, I don't know who it was, but I, it was shug, certain niggas nigga that didn't want. The they didn't back. want. That, they didn't want none of that shit. It was
0: such a shame too, because yeah. them two dudes were <laughs> friends, man. Yeah. They were really good friends, man. We said this nigga used to call Stretch when he got off the plane. We jump in the MPV, go pick Pac up from the airport, go see Big. And, you know, I'll, be first, Big and I'll be the first.
1: I'll be the first one to say, Big definitely learned from Pop. Yeah. But Pac was. The seasoned one. Yes. So he'd be a fool not to learn from Pac. Right. So for anybody that says big uh, Pop, of course he did. Of course he learned from Pac. Of course he did. But don't think Pac didn't ear hustle some things that was happening Absolutely. here. A style-wise, flow-wise, musical, sonically, that he took back to his side of town too. Yeah. It was yeah. an even exchange. Man. Right now, have you talked to Puff? I spoke to Puff literally about five weeks ago. How's months. he doing? Um but I talked to him before, prior to all this yeah. stuff. So he was doing fine prior to all that shit that hit the fan. So right. I spoke to him before the other stuff. So you that, haven't
0: talked to him since all this shit Not hit, at all, nah. all this shit hit the fan? Not at all. Wow, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's, it's a lot of things that are going on right now. And there's, he's not the only one. There's a lot of other people, and it just seems like, you know, the spotlight is on Puff for some odd reason. Come on, son. Come on, son. Come on, son. Oh. Come on, son. We back with more. This is my podcast. Come on, son. Dirk D. Dot, Angeletti, aka the mad rapper. AKA one of the hitmen is in the building. When y'all formed back and started the hitmen. Right. All four of y'all had already had hit records.
1: No, we had there were no hits. We had a couple of records out. It wasn't hits. I wouldn't say they were hits. Yet.
0: What do you call a hit? Because to me, I rocked the body was a hit record, bro.
1: Okay. Did it well? Did it chart well? It, it did well, yes, but it was a remix. It wasn't the original, so it got, it got credited oh, as the remix okay. to her original record.
0: Okay, that's yes. a remix, which is crazy.
1: Yes, yes, yes. When
0: people started doing yes. what, What's the first thing you did for Big?
1: Hypnotize.
0: Hypnotize was the first record you worked on for Big? Mm-hmm. How did you, who came up with that? Who said we're going to grab Rise by Herb Alpert? Me. You did? Mm-hmm. What did you hear in that record that made you say? Coney
1: Island. When I was growing up, Grandmaster Flowers used to DJ in Coney Island. Shout out to Grandmaster Flowers. Grandmaster Flowers. And we go, and I don't know if Clark might have been later, like right when I was in high school, but Coney Island was the place where everybody from Brooklyn would come and hear all the latest music. Shout out to DJ Clark Kent, too. Of course. And
0: Coney Island was a place that we all went on Easter. Right.
1: (laughs) We had our new
0: outfits on. Pops and Moms would drive us to Coney Island for a day of fun at Coney Island and the
1: beach. And Grandmaster D, and uh, Master D. Uh, from Houdini? And, no, from Best Side. Okay. Um, he, just, he just passed away. Coney Island. We would all <coughs> shoot to Coney Island and hear all these records, and I'd get on this ride called the Himalaya, and the Himalaya would be this ride you get around and go around and to go back. People that are not from New York <laughs> not understand. Yeah. The Let me explain real quickly <laughs> what the Himalaya is.
0: The Himalaya was a ride that you would get on, and it would go up and down yeah, like this, and, and it would fly around in a circle, circle. Yes. at about ninety miles an hour, yeah. and playing the hottest music that was out during that time while you ride the Himalaya. Then it would stop, stop. And everybody would go crazy thinking they're going to get off, then it crank go, back up and go backwards. backwards. <laughs> go backwards. backwards. I've seen people wigs fly off on yeah. the Himalayan. I've seen people throw
1: up on other people on the Himalayan. The Himalayan was an ill it ride. It was ill ride, down. but if you got on it with a girl, because yes. the way it moved so fast, it would smash you up against her as it was going. So you see a bunch of dudes smashed up against a girl. And then as when it went backwards around, and it smashed, it her, up smashed her up against, you you against the thing, because yeah. Because of the centrical, the centrifugal force.
0: Right. <laughs> that, well, centrifugal force, yeah. yeah. would we, force her up against you, so every dude wanted to get on Right, the Himalayan. So...
1: And I remember rise would come on, because he'd let that and the ride would start off slow. You play with your girl, then it start getting faster. Then by the time it got to, you spin it. I'm like, oh my God. Then you get off and dance. And you just see a crowd of people, just girls and dudes dancing with each other. And I just said, that build up to that break was one of the illness And I said, one day, I'm going to get a chance. So when we Puff took us to Trinidad, uh huh. and I was like this. Had you ever
0: been to Trinidad before?
1: Never. Okay. It was the illest. And I said Big is gonna love this. I mean, So me and Ron got busy, and he did. So y'all put that Goo. We put all that in. That's not that. in the, in the Yeah, we put all that in. That's what I'm saying. We did all extra that. Extra
0: thumping bass line, yeah. extra played drums. played it over.
1: Extra drums, played the bass over, and the chords. Right. And so the sample is in there, because of course the sample is in there. But if you're impresario you hear the, the bass line, the keys, the woo, the extra hi hats, the extra double kicks, and the double hi and the double snares, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Absolutely. what we do. So
0: after y'all do hypnotize, you just had a beat. There's no name for the song. Um. When did it become hypnotize? The big call it hypnotize? Where yeah, did all of it, Because I'm always he, interested. He, he, he in those, did.
1: He called it hypnotize.
0: Where did the biggie, biggie, biggie? Can't you? See? Him.
1: That's M? him. That's how that. I walked into the studio, and he was sitting in there by himself. Puff had already got off the plane and played it for him before I got a chance. Right. So when I got to the studio, Biggie already heard this. So when I walked in, it was just Big, because C's and them had went up to Branson to go get, get a job what, what they him. needed, yeah. yeah get the so Big it, was pump. in there by himself, so when I walked in, he said, yo, Derek, this is my <laughs> single. He ain't called me that. Right. Yo, Derek, this is my single. So I'm like, oh, my God. So I go sit next to him, he said, you got to hear this. Beat is playing. He told Steve Dent, whoever's in there, turn it up. I mean, turn it down. He turned down. He said, Biggie, 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 can't you? He whispered it in my ear. Wow. You know, sometimes your words is hit. And I said, cool. <laughs> <laughs> not, I ran to the motherfucking door. <laughs> 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 I got a hit record. Right. Now, mind you, the Benjamins is already out. Really? Tracy Lee is already out. You did?
0: Oh, my God, bro. All, right, all these it.
1: records are out before hypnotized. But wait this, minute, one, wait, is gonna, Rick this Rick one is going to spin 10,000 times. You did the
0: time. Tracy Lee record.
1: And everywhere to my crew. Oh, yes, know. that's me on the hook with him.
0: You know it gets down. down. Yeah, that record. That's Mount Airy Groove.
1: Yeah, Mount Groove. Wow, you
0: know how to snatch some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: then you
0: said, what well, else, the other one you said? The, the Benjamins, Benjamins they're ar- already out?
1: The original Benjamins, when it was just Puff, Jadakiss, and Sheik. Remember, we dropped it in 96 as just that. There was no right. Kim. There was no chorus. There was no Biggie. And we thought that was it. So in 96, I got the Benjamins, Co-Rocker Party, uh, What's Up Star, and Tracy Lee out. Damn. I ain't got to hypnotize yet. Okay. So hypnotize comes, that's, that's my, my, my peoples. Well, that's, that's <laughs> we got people in the building. All uh, yes, oh, yes, good. Yes. come on in. So, um, so I'm thinking, I'm good. But right. then he comes and says, Biggie, 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 can't you see? I'm like, this is gonna spend 10,000 times a day. I mean, a week. Right. This is gonna take me to a whole nother level. And he wanted it to go. He was like, this is my single. So everything was precision and precise. I remember years ago, when you knew I did the Benjamins and Hypnotize, we were on the air and you said, I still hypnotize, I still like Hypnotize better. You said that to me one time. You know why? No.
0: Because (laughs) one time Puff was doing an install for Sean John, and this is before Life After Death had come out, right. And I guess people, you guys might have been waiting for him at the studio. Remember the studio was next to Bob Lou's. right, right, right. That right, nightclub. Right, night right. So I'm driving down 34th Street and I see Puff and I say, "What's up?" I just roll the window down. I had a Pathfinder. I roll the window down. And I said, "Puff, what's good?" He said, "Yo, where you going? Yo, my car's late. They waiting for me at the studio. To take me." So I'm like, "Bet." So he gets in the car with me and we rolling. And he go, "Yo, you got a sound system in here? Listen to this shit I just did with Big." and he put the fucking CD in oh. and it was fucking hypnotized. Hit the top, oh. but the biggie, 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 the girls wasn't on it
1: yet, Right. Okay. I just Pam. heard the eh, right.
0: oh, like, oh my god you
1: know?
0: and I had like four fifteen in the back I had no trunk, you know how nigger is I had no trunk, had no, trunk. no, trunk. no like suitcase room, no suitcase room, <laughs> I just got it took it to Jersey, had the whole shit built out, oh, 415, 6 amps, tweeters, the top of my shit used to rattle like it, I'm turning this shit up, boom, boom, boom. When I pull up to to uh, daddy's house, there's a crew halving them out there waiting for Puff. I'll turn the music down and say, Oh, Puff, come on, man, we gotta go. Puff jumps out and walks away.
1: Forgets the C D.
0: Forgets the CD before I pull up. That nigga say, nigga,
1: hold <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I need, give me that I need that. I need that. Give I need that. that shit. I oh, need that.
0: Damn, I knew I had something that if I'd have had it today. You know, I didn't know anything was ever going to happen to Big. Right, right. But if I had that shit in my possession, that was going to be a piece of fucking history. Would it? I knew it. And it didn't. Who are the girls? That's Pam. Them?
1: That's Pam from Total. That's no. only Pam from only Total. Only Pam. Only Pam. Y'all laying it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was saying the Benjamins, remember, the Benjamins was only three people on it. So this is 96. So we're currently saying this shit is rattling so much through the hoods of America. Right. We got to remix it. So we started the remix early. So get Kim in the studio. By now, Big is on his way to LA for that infamous trip. So he takes that beat with him and victory. So fast forward, got Kim in the studio. She comes in. She doesn't blaze it initially. Me and Jacob York come back in the next day with her. Then that's what you get, the the new one, want to bumble with the beat. I jumped on a plane. Do
0: you remember the, the first set of lyrics that, that she hit me? I have them.
1: I oh, saved, you really do? I saved everything that I was a part oh, of, so man, I still have so her original. Ver- I have Biggie's original verses from things that he went in and changed to. I have some of them on cassettes and tapes. So I get on a plane. Was it, was it oh, my easy <laughs> or hard? <laughs> I was, I was before it. you get on a plane, Yeah. <laughs> was it easy
0: or hard at that time
1: to tell Kim that ain't it? Um, when she was by herself, it was hard because Biggie wasn't around. Right. Remember, at that time, Big pretty much did, you know, 82% of the work for them as far as the writing goes, right. or at least laid the foundation. Right. The Benjamins was one of the very first, if not the first, but a couple of shots where she had a chance to go and just without him, using his tutelage. Right. And she did a great job on the first one. We ended up using like six bars of what she did the first time. But then I had to go back in with her the second time and say, you know, if Big was here, mm. what would that have been? Oh, you wanna bumble with the B, huh? Like, like it was almost like she was mad at me, nigga. Right. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, like that was directed to her. Yeah, and it wasn't dog. direct. It wasn't, but Do it's all f- on your whole
0: family. But, but that's maybe. how
1: it felt. That's the vibe she needed to get in, and 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 she crushed it. Right. So that's that's how that was a, felt. one of yeah. one
0: of the most famous Versus fucking verses. Male or female. Male or female. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Male or female, absolutely. So did you
0: already have big Rap or they big No, no, no.
1: I'm about to tell you when I got on the plane. All right, get on the plane. Now we get on the plane. we get on the plane. get on the plane. So I jumps on the plane to go because we finished Big's album. Sent it to him. He heard it. For the people that don't know, Big heard his old album the way y'all heard it. Okay. The way y'all heard it. The
0: way we heard Life After Death is how he heard
1: it. How he heard it. We finished it. Puff gave me a week off. Fly to L.A., I'm on Smoke Fest Fuck Fest '97. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't calling nobody. Right. I ain't doing shit. Right. Seven o'clock in the morning. Phone ring, ring, ring. I'm staying at the Argyle Hotel on Sunset. Me and Mark Pitts. Hey, yo, I know you're not in LA, and you ain't come see me. It's BIG. Fuck. We jump to the car, go to his hotel, wherever that was that he was staying at the week he got killed. Get in, the, get up to the floor, and it's just. Jamaica. God damn it, sweet coming all through the hallways. <laughs> four food trays outside the door, you know, it's just with the white things. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's four yeah. of them. It's just <laughs> everywhere. D Rock, C's, big, everybody. And all I hear is Victory playing and his verse on it. And my eyes are like,
0: what the fuck That's is that? That's the first that? time you heard it. His verse. It
1: I heard, heard the beat. Because you did to me, right? No, Stevie did that one. Okay. Right. <sighs> I must have listened to that shit 17,000 times. I still haven't played him Kim yet. I have Kim right here. He don't know it. Because I'm listening to Victory. Oh, oh, you're
0: hearing Victory.
1: I'm hearing Victory in okay. L.A. in his hotel room. Wow. I got Kim's vocals from New York. I want to play him. Didn't know he did Victory. Then he, after I listened to Victory 47,000 times, then he played the Benjamins. He did his verse for the Benjamins out there over the original. Now I'm tearing. Now just tears it was coming oh, down my, my eyes. God and shit. Damn. I'm like, oh my god.
0: Everybody. If you so know, then I play the him. Verse, so then I the play verse.
1: him Little Kim's verse. My bitch, get that. We got now we eat all the more food. Roll up! <laughs> we just wilding. Then we go to the party that night. See you, see everybody. Yeah, yeah.
0: That, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fucking crazy, yeah. bro. So I saw him because the morning. We all the
1: morning. Us going home, all of
0: y'all in the studio, like yeah. together, and yeah. it's like, okay, you're gonna go, and then Big's writing this, and then Kim's gonna say this, mm-hmm. and then he's gonna come back. You know, Ben had skills, Chris Styles feels high We think all that shit happens just like that all yeah, the time. Yeah, nah, uh uh-uh. That like, he was in LA,
1: did his first with Puff, you know what I'm saying? Like, Puff coached him through that. Well, you know, Puff was there for that one, I, right. was, I was there for the original, and Kim. And then after he passed, I had to make his part special. So I changed the beat after he passed.
0: You did? Yeah. Oh the, to, the, to the to the Michael Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, Jackson I changed it the after the, he passed. Because We were gonna keep it
1: the original because it was the original. It was remixed, but once he passed, we was like, we gotta make his part special. Yeah. So I switched yeah. it up. Yeah. So for,
0: for two people that were at that party, what do you remember?
1: <laughs> okay. It's a little detailed. I wasn't in the trucks with them. I was riding with Mark Pitts in a limo. Okay. And I brought Tracy Lee with us out there. Because Trey and Big had made a record together called yes. Keep Your Hands High. That's right. Right. So they were cool. Trey was gonna open the tour that we were planning. Trey was gonna be the opening act. Mm-hmm. So we get to um we get to um uh, we get to the LA in the party and we're in a limousine, but we couldn't make the turn into the driveway because we had a stretch. Mm-hmm. So they made us go around the other way and come back on the opposite side. So when we left, our limo was facing this way and the trucks were going that way. I remember being in the party. I remember smoking. I remember you on the mic. Uh, I think Kenny Burns was Kenny there, Burns I believe. Kenny Burns on the mic. DJ Ace, was DJ Ace was there. DJ right. I we remember. were yelling,
0: show me the money. Right. Jerry
1: Maguire was out. Right. And the terminology was show me the show money. Me the I remember us partying, Big's leg was still messed up, so he was sitting most mm-hmm. of the time. I had a friend from Brooklyn named Quam who was out there with us. And you know, we, we all fucked up, women everywhere, and Quam is dancing with this chick and she had on one of them big ass hats, like, you know, and so Quam took it off and put it on. We having fun, everybody's right. chilling. So Quam, as he's dancing with the girl, I'm dancing next to him with a girl, he says, yo, I gotta meet Big, yo my life will not be he's sitting right there please dot introduce me to him I said all right cool so I walk over to the table I say yo B.I.G <clears throat> I want you to meet my man Big said well that's your man and I say yeah that's my man I want you to meet he said yo yo dot I mean Derek that's your man I said yeah so now I'm starting to get like what, what's that like like he recognizes him or something mm-hmm. so qualm is feeling some type of way he said no t- you know is that your man man I said, that's my man, man, Brooklyn style. Like, what's up, big? He said, well, tell him to take that motherfucking hat off. <laughs> 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 and we bust out laughing. <laughs> big gave a power. He was like, yo, said, what's up? You ask your man, I'm your man. And that, funny, and that was funny. That was funny. And you
0: know, I know that what you're saying, and I'm not even doubting it. I don't think anybody that's watching this should doubt. The fact that Big didn't call him Dot, he called him Derek, he called me Derek because the nigga called me Edwin <laughs> the fucking time, and I called him Christopher. Yeah, Chris. I never called the nigga Big. I, I him have a drop for me. He
1: says, "Call Derek in here." I have him as my drop. It's called Derek in here. Right. Yeah. So he called me Derek.
0: Yeah, and he called. Now it's Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> at the party, and yeah. he's like, you said he sat down. Yeah. The whole time. Pretty much. So I'm sitting there kicking with him for a minute, and he's like, "Yo." Take this bottle of Dom P and drink half the shit. I said, how the fuck, I'm fucked up. I can't drink <laughs> half the bottle. He said, well, go give it to some little bitches. <laughs> and then bring it back to the ass I'm like, bet. So I'm running around the party. I'm giving everybody Pouring shit. Pouring it I mean, pour big the glass, yeah, glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. While I bring it back to big, I give it to him at the halfway point. The <laughs> nigga pull out a bottle of grandma. You ain't the shit. <laughs> they handed it to me. Real talk, man. And when yeah. those lights came on, I have a Polaroid picture of me, big, Puff, Jermaine Dupree, Stevie J. Yeah, Jermaine was there, yep. And Gene.
1: Gene, okay. Yeah.
0: And you remember the niggas with the Polaroids? And this mm-hmm. probably happened 20 minutes before they put, turned the lights on. Okay. And a nigga looked to me and said, Are you going to Nas and Steve Styles' party? Right. They had a party that night. Yeah. And I said, Yeah, I'm going. And he said, Do you want to ride with us? And I had a Corvette. I'm feeling myself now. Right, I'm getting right, right. your own TV Raps money. Right. Every time I touch down, I got a drop time. Right, 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 right. So I got a vet in the parking lot. And I'm like, Nah, I'm good, Christopher. Right. And he's like, okay, Edwin. <laughs> and I bounced it. Right. My pager goes off and I'm at the party. I call back and they say, yo, come to Mount Seed's the and I, they got shot.
1: I'm the worst. We get there, it's police everywhere. When we leave, when them lights come on, we delayed for a minute, if you remember. We didn't leave right, right. right away. So by the time we get to the front, it's like crickets. And... I remember dapping everybody up. If I remember correctly, we were going to Steve Styles' party, but I think we were going to stop at the lab first or the studio first. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly if we were going or the whole entourage was going. But I remember dapping everybody up and we went to our limo, but our limo had to pull out that way. We pull out. Bigger than went towards, towards the north. Right, towards the north. And y'all had to go towards
0: the south. Because the south was towards the airport and the north was towards, like if you look at LA, the mountains, in front of you. All our Hollywood sign and shit is in front of you on that street, so you had to
1: go straight out. So, so, to, so to meet them here, we had to go out, right, 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 to get back around. By the time we got to that second or third right, it's pandemonium. We don't hear the shots, we don't because we already around the corner. It's pandemonium. And somebody just literally drives up to the limo and says, I think Puffy got, uh, Puff got shot. And we're like, get the fuck out of here. So we make the final turn, and that's when we see Cops, I mean, uh, we see the girls screaming, everything going on, and some dude just yells across the street, they got big man. And so somebody says, I think they've taken him to the hospital. So we asked the driver, what's the nearest hospital, and he told us, to see, see the sign now. Yeah. So we rushed to see the sign now, jump out the car, Chris Latimer's in the front. Right. So me and Chris Latimer trying to push, 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 push. I push, push, because they not trying to let us in, DRock and all of us in I push no. Chris Latimer, and Chris Latimer got yeah. in. Cause Latimer got in, I wouldn't get, I couldn't get in. They they hit my leg in the door, so I'm like, oh fuck! So I back out the door, and I'm standing outside. Girls is crying, everybody's crying. And if you see that picture of somebody took a picture from in front of the hospital, and there's somebody standing, and then you can see, I think is it Trey Rop, or somebody's over here, and that's me standing. There Cause somebody said, fuck, bad boy, while it's going on, and I turned around and I just saw a flash like shh. And then I see C's come out the side door, mm. screaming. Yeah, that's when we knew. That's when we knew. I was standing right there because came out Leote the
0: was working with Puff at the right, time. Right, Yeah. And, and he kept trying to get her because he needed her for something, and they wouldn't let her in. I had to talk to the police because one of the police recognized me and kept telling them, "This is Puff's assistant. Right. executive. She needs to be in there." And she went in. We're all milling about outside, and C's came out screaming, C's. and all of and us knew that. And that's what when I knew. I saw That's C's when we knew. When did you leave? Because I couldn't leave.
1: They got us out the next morning. They gave, okay. us, they gave us a police escort. They came to the Argyle. Everybody associated. They said, y'all have to get out of here. So I called over to the hotel. Hillary Weston had just left. the night. She didn't come to the party. Right. She landed in L.A., got the news. Hillary she didn't, was she didn't, uh, Kim's manager for right. a long time. But She candidate. worked with Big before that. Yes. So as soon as she touched down, she was on a plane back. She didn't even get to go home. They came to our hotel 6, 7 in the morning. We had three police escorts. There was only two seats left on the plane. They put me and Mark in the back of the plane, the last two seats in the bathroom that don't even go back. <laughs> that shit, it was a six hour flight. It felt like 17 because everybody on the plane, we're so sorry. Everybody knew what happened. Right. And they're coming back to the back thing. It was right. like, you know what I'm saying? So we're trying to sleep. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by, we landed. I had to call Wayne Barrow, was it there? I called Wayne Barrow Ooh. on the phone. Half, I called Hav. Like, there was people that wasn't there, I had to right. call and say, Yo, they just they got our guy.
0: Yeah. Which Foxy case. was in the same hotel that I was in. Uh-huh. And remember, she was with Corrupt right, at the at time. that time, okay. So, Corrupt was in the hotel, too. So, Foxy, somehow I ended up in her room. We were on the same floor, and she was on the phone with Jay, because Jay wasn't in that
2: life. Right, okay.
0: And he didn't believe her, and she handed me the phone, and I told Jay, and I could hear him drop the phone and sob. You know, because we were all like in this funk. And I was like, Where's Corrupt? And he was actually somewhere. He probably gonna deny the shit, but this is the truth. She told me he was hiding in the hotel because nobody knew where that shit came from. And he was afraid that, you know, Pike had already been killed, yeah, that he associated. he's associated with death row and that somebody would do him some harm. That was so crazy. I, 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 I'll tell you something, man. That was a foggy time, bro. It was foggy. And it was sad. It, it was sad. disgusting. and. One thing that I will never, ever forgive people for is the way the West Coast on the radio handle it compared to how we handle Tupac's death. Mm. When Pa got killed, when it was announced that night, I was on my way to Nassau Coliseum. Mm. Somebody got that on tape. Nas used it on the, on the Death Row East song from one of his albums, King's Disease 2. And he allowed me to go on stage and tell people that Pac had died that night. Mm. The East Coast radio handled it. Angie was on the on the air yeah. crying. That's yeah. how I knew. The yeah. East Coast handled it we're like, oh my God, Pac is dead. This is messed up. We gotta put an end to this. He was a great art. Everybody that called in had something nice to say. When I got up the next morning and listened to West Coast Radio the night after day after Big got shot, they were so vile and disgusting. And hateful, mm. he had no business having his fat ass out here. Wow. He knew we didn't like him. Wow. Good, wow. good for him. Wow. He should have been messing with Death Row. And Pro- it was disgusting, bro. Wow, like they had no humanity, no feelings for for Big as a person whatsoever, man. Wow, it was,
1: I, it was I wasn't I wasn't aware of that. Another quick story, Darn Pooh was there. He got hit by a car. That night, so he was in Cedar night. He didn't get to come to the party. He wow. was in Cedar Sinai when they brought Big to the hospital. Don Pooh was in the hospital with a, with a broken leg or fibula or something. He got hit, he by got a hit car, car right on the last year before the party. So he had to go to the hospital. Wow. And then Big comes to the same hospital. So you telling
0: in. me that before Hypnotized, victory was already done? Because you said when you went to Big's room, to play him the little Kim piece, he was playing Victory.
1: He played his verse for Victory. He played his verse. I, I hadn't heard it yet. Puff yes. wasn't on it
0: yet.
1: Mm-mm.
0: How did that be? Was that supposed to be a big record?
1: Mm-mm. It Victory was always going
0: to be a puff. Yes, big. Buster.
1: Buster came after.
0: Who got Buster?
1: Puffy probably.
0: Was it just that simple? Like. What were y'all motherfuckers thinking about, man? Because y'all was coming up with some
1: shit. I mean, record making. That's what I'm trying to explain to everybody. If, if it was as simple as just putting a beat and an artist in the room, you know, I'd have Angeletti Island right now. I'd be living on Angeletti Island. It, right. it wasn't that simple. It took storyboarding. The way we approach records was storyboarding like a movie. Option A, option B. You know, you might want De Niro, but, you, you know, who's the best... Person for the job, type of thing. Right. You know what I mean? So we storyboarded, it was movie makers.
0: Your favorite song off of Life After Death?
1: <laughs> Probably The World is Filled. Okay. And the reason why is because of how it got made. But I also like Somebody Gotta Die. Right. That was, that was you know, that and Ten Crack Commandments.
0: Ten Crack Commandments is so fire. And cracker, man. Today's agenda. Got the two. Guys. That's one of my favorites because Big Stretch had already been killed. And he said Big gave him a nod in Stretch stretch died. Stretch, yeah. Because remember, Stretch, I lost three in a row, bro. Wow. I lost three in a row. Wow. Pot wow. got shot in Quad. That was 94. Stretch was with him. To the day that he got shot in 95, Stretch got killed in Queens. Mm. Pac gets killed in 96. Big gets killed in 97. Jesus. So it was like back to back and i always loved big for that line word to stretch i bet they pussy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so he he acknowledged my man you know so i really i really loved him for that that's one of my favorites man but that album bro that's a masterpiece bro thank you and it's a shame that he didn't get to live to
1: to perform it
0: yeah sky's the limit is on that he gives us so many dope fucking records on there, man. Yeah, We're right. going to take a short break. We got more Derek D. Not Angeletti. This is, come on, son, the podcast, baby. Come on, son. History, history. Come on, son, son. We are back. Come on, son. Derek D. Not Angeletti is my guest today. One of my homies for a long, long time. I think... More than 30 years we've known each other.
1: Absolutely, you, more than 30 years.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Lives parallel. We've been in a lot of the same places <laughs> at the same time. Word up. My man is just so amazing Thank at you, everything man. that you do, bro. Thank that, you, man. That I appreciate that. You should, be, you should be celebrated, man, because it's cats like you that gave a lot of people a soundtrack to their lives, man. Mm. Like You don't even understand the impact of some of the stuff that you produced or was part of that gave people a soundtrack to their lives. Like, it's very important. Music is so important to people that sometimes we fail to realize how music makes us feel. But you were there for a lot of great fucking records, and you just did a new Black Rob album. Tell me I how did. that came around. Because you did executive produce his first album? Absolutely,
1: yes, okay. sir. So you just said something key. The name of my book and my, my experience is called I Was There. OK. So that you hit on that, yes. Currently, November 3rd, I dropped the Black Rob Life Story 2 album. It's a double album. And I did it because my guy didn't get all the fanfare, you know, in his passing that a lot of people got. And he, to me, was a monster. Yeah, He was, the, you know, the second, to me, the second best storyteller at Bad Boy. Um, he was my sixth man when Big was alive. Okay. So if I'm Dean Smith, he's my sixth man big passes, he gets on the starting five with the locks and Right, mace.
0: Like Rob joined the mob, there ain't no replacing that's it, him. That's it, right? That's there ain't right.
1: No replacing him. So <clears throat> I decided that my man needed to get his, his props. So me and my boy Riz Deluxe and his manager, Jamal, about 20, 20, maybe 21 after he died, he died in 2021. So right after that, I just said, I was going to do something with him, but he was six. So I said, I'm gonna get busy. And from then on, I started working and we got love. Faith showed up for me. Kid Capri, Smoke Dizza, Cali Ranks, Puffy, G-Depp, they all showed up. The Hitmen showed up. Mm-hmm. Nasheen Myrick, Ron Lawrence, Buck because he was on the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said Stevie J showed up on the hook, and you know new people showing. CnLV, Smoke Dizza came through for me. Um, so it was just a labor of love, man. It was a labor of love. So I'm working on that. I'm working on that. And we w- we've been working on this Hitmen documentary, but it's been receiving a lot of resistance. And, and, and I, would, I would say the same thing. So, and I spoke about this when I was on uh, The Breakfast Club uh-huh. years ago, that we still haven't secured a deal for that thing. And I think the Hitman story really needs to be told um, because of that era. Um, so that's what I was working on for years. So I put that on pause. For a little while to finish Black Rob, okay. You know what I'm saying because I needed to get that out. So that took me about a year, year and a half to really finish Black Rob where I wanted to. So it's out now, Life Story Two, double album Black Rob, executive produced by myself. So go get that for me, support, and you know, shout out to and peace and R and P, R I P to to B R Bacardi Rob baby, Bacardi Rob, Bacardi Rob.
0: Me and Rob did it couple of things ago. <laughs> well, we had a reality show together for yeah, a, yeah. a little quick
1: minute. Yeah, yeah, show. the Comeback Kings. The Comeback Kings. Comeback yeah, Kings. Yeah, we yeah, were on 11 king. in
0: New York. Yeah, man, yeah, tonight. the Comeback Kings. We had a good time. I, one yeah. time I was directing. Them niggas almost drove me crazy. <laughs> but, and him and Trash and, and and my man, little uh, Jamal, and all of these niggas. Yeah, so yeah, I got yeah. Nate Shawn who's a real actor, okay. and I got talent, who's a comedian, and we don't really smoke like that. Oh, okay. They every five minutes, I had to call them, y'all come on, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 smoke breaks. Him and Mr. Cheeks together? Yeah, smoke oh. pre- Smoke
1: breaks, smoke breaks. Smoke breaks is breaks <laughs> hours, two hours, like that. <laughs> Now, y'all fucking it up, cause
0: the production is rolling. We still got to spend this money, and y'all yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah, I gotta yeah. try to wrangle y'all together. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. June balloon is there. He ain't June balloon, yeah, <laughs> he's
1: smoking too. He's smoking too. Yeah, bro. June Fuck Balloon. It. So we <laughs> okay. had
0: we had a really good time, man. What do you see? I know you said you got a book coming out called "I Was There." When is that book going to drop?
1: Who knows? My wife is an author. My we own um, Writer Girl Media. My wife okay. is a my wife is a romance. Fiction author, she's pretty big. She had two number one books overseas. She's a USA Today top seller here in the states. So I've been—that's been part of my stick for the last few years. I'm actually a book publisher, independent, um, and my wife's name is Lisa Lane Blakeney. She writes under that. Um, so my book is gonna come under that brand, but I, I have to find the writer. She is gonna start it, but mm. I want to find a hip hop writer that's gonna be able to put my life in the perspective that i needed to be because it's not always me necessarily doing something it's me happening to be on a scene that i can visually tell you that this really happened and the end result was this because i actually was there to see it you know what i'm saying so like i could tell people for sure that uh who Shotcha" was recorded before the beef Right. Now, how it was used during the beef, I had nothing to do with it. If people think it was about Pac, but I can literally show evidence. He did. Who? Pac did. Of course he did. Of course he, he did. He did. But my point is, these are things that I have actual facts attached right. to that it. Right. That I was there. Right. LL was there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So these are people that can speak on it. So that's what my story is about. Living actual proof of things that have, can be documented and seen by other people as well. It can be verified and yes. whatever it's called. Stamped.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. What, yes. a, what a fucking life, bro. Yeah. And tell everybody about your daughter. Tell about Autumn.
1: Bro. Okay, Autumn. Wow. <laughs> I this have, is crazy. I, yeah, I have, I have four beautiful daughters, but my daughter Autumn in my, uh following in my footsteps in the entertainment world. She decided she wanted to do uh, the theater. So she's a singer and a performer, but her chops were directing. So she entered this thing called the Roundabout. And the Roundabout has all these children, children, these kids and and adults that want to be in Broadway. And out of thousands and thousands of kids, they picked her for her work to become an assistant director on and off Broadway to be under the tutelage of major directors. One of them is which is the guy who did the um, the play uh, about the Spanish people and, and um, all the Spanish people. That, um, oh, uh,
0: the, uh, not West Side Story.
1: No, um, the the other one jury. about you're hip-hop, about, about, about yeah, hip-hop. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah So, so and she's, you know, it's, man, it's a few it, of them. It, it did, yeah, it's a few I of them, so she's about. working under their toolage, um, and right now she's working on a play called Jonah, um, and she's the assistant director, so I'm very proud of her. I'm very proud of all my children, obviously, right. yes. But that's what she's doing in the space that I'm so in. So God gave you
0: four girls, huh? God gave me four oh, girls. Oh, you was in them streets. I got four girls. Yeah, so I, yeah. You, I got one boy and four yeah. girls. I have no boys. God give it back to you. when you do it? Slingshotting? That's why you got, you got four more girls, slingshot, man. Man. You are, you are well, brother, you are a huge part of history. Thank you, man. You are a catalyst of a huge part of history. You're a spoke in this wheel of hip hop that if you weren't there, the wheel wouldn't be what the wheel is. Wow. You, it you, It really is, man. Thank and you, It really man. is. And, you know, a lot of times people, they do a lot of shit. You know, they just did the Grammy 50 joint. Um, hip hop. Mm-hmm. Where was the graph writers, the DJs and the break dancers? If they wasn't there, it wasn't hip hop. Right. Right. But what you've done for this music and this culture, we can never say thank you to you enough. Thank you. So I will give you flowers, man, because you that dude. You always have been that dude. And you've always been the most humble motherfucker in the world.
1: To my detriment sometimes. My <laughs> detriment, <laughs> motherfucker. He detriment. down
0: in the building. This yes. Is,
1: come on, son. And thank, you. Podcast, thank man. you.
0: Y'all keep God first. Everything will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about your ass next week. Come on, son. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit.
1: Let's go come on son come on son come on son oh this episode of come on son the podcast is produced engineered and edited by cam quotes and Krista hayes recorded out of atlanta georgia this is an official loudspeakers network podcast brought to you by ed lover come on son son